Hi guys, this is Alia. This is Shane. And welcome back to our podcast Opposites Attract. So, we thought we would do an ask me anything. I mentioned in the last episode at the end that you guys could send us in questions that you would want us to answer either just random things you just want to know or based on our last few podcast episodes and we actually have a lot of questions based on the last episodes. Yeah, I checked Instagram and there was a ton of I know, replies. So. Which was nice. So I think we should just get into it. Yeah, let's jump in. <laughs> All right. The first question is, how did you guys come to the point of having the talk about settling down? Oh, well, that was something that it was more an idea that yeah. was brought up that you mentioned and I liked. Yeah. <laughs> and that's kind of how it happened. But I remember before that, um, we had discussed it and I wasn't ready to like settle down in a place mm -hmm. yet because I still wanted to like, travel, travel around yeah. a lot. Um, but then after that, I felt like I got a lot of that out of my system mm -hmm. and we had that, you brought it up. Yeah. Also, because I think from the beginning of our relationship, both of us were pretty sure that we were like who we wanted to end up with. Like this wasn't just like dating. Yeah. You know, and we knew that eventually settling down would have to be a thing because especially we were in a long distance relationship mm -hmm. and we knew that eventually we for us to be together, we would have to settle down in one place for a bit, mm -hmm. you know, and Shane thankfully loves India. Like yeah. whenever he visited me, he loved it. And so he was more than happy to move with, move to India for me yeah. and live together. Yeah. And it's only been like nine months, I think, since we started living together in one place together. Because January of this year is when you moved to India. Yeah, 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 exactly. And it was actually interesting because when we were in that phase of doing long distance, like we talked about in the last episode, and I was asking you for a timeline on when you would be ready to settle down. Mm -hmm. I remember in like November of last year, I just brought it up again. Like when, you know, like I feel like I want to live with you. Mm -hmm. And you were just like, yeah, me too. Like you just had reached that like, yeah, you know, I was ready. And, yeah. and I was actually excited too yeah. about moving to, to India. Yeah. I, I kind of like reached a point too, where I wanted to uh, be in one place because I realized that, and some level that I maybe didn't realize at the time, it was kind of affecting my work and just kind of mm -hmm. uh, my day-to-day, -day, like, what I wanted to do. Yeah. Uh, having to change my... Location. Every single month, pretty yeah. much. Because yeah. that's kind of what it was and not having any set place. It did kind of take a toll, like, on my work and all on a level that I didn't really see too much at the time. But uh, after being in one place and having, like, a home base for a, the whole year, it feels really great yeah. now. Um, and I'm like, I was definitely ready to yeah. turn that page to yeah. this chapter. So. I think for us, it was mainly just conversations and fig figuring out what the right time was for both of us. Yeah, and being patient. Yeah. Being patient. The next question is, did you guys feel any sort of fear or insecurity since you guys weren't seeing each other physically when we were doing long distance? Did you? Um... I think in the beginning of our relationship, maybe when we first started doing long distance mm. and you were like traveling with your friends and stuff, I think it was because that was only like six or seven months into a relationship and that trust hadn't been built to that like level mm. yet. I think maybe the first time you traveled, I did feel a little bit of like fear, like, oh, what if he meets someone, you know, that we're away from each other, things like that. Right. But after that, not really. I think it was mainly just like, 
the initial stage but then yeah. like once i experienced being away from you it was really easy to trust you mm. so yeah right you just learned like that yeah. there's nothing to worry about yeah. when i yeah uh i from this beginning actually i don't think i had any uh worry about you to be honest yeah yeah i never was worried about that mm-hmm. to be honest yeah. yeah the next question is how do you deal with being alone when you miss your partner in long distance well i text them or call them yeah <laughs> that's what i usually just do just make but... as much effort to be at, like in communication as you can yeah but i was going to say it's a little bit tricky when you're on different time zones mm-hmm. because then maybe you're feeling like you're missing them and then yeah. hours and hours go by yeah. so then i think what i can say from my experience is just like the best thing is distracting yeah, yourself yeah that's what i would say too like in the last podcast when we were talking about this i mentioned about how when i was away uh and i was also feeling those feelings um for me i was just like constantly also distracted though mm-hmm. so it was like a little bit less in my awareness um about because i was just like constantly distracted with my friends and you know we yeah. would go out to eat and whatnot so what i think you? for me um it was also like i 100% agree it's like distractions um when you aren't able to be in communication whether that's like you can't call them or you can't text them either because of time zones or someone's busy i think the best thing is to keep yourself distracted by something you enjoy doing mm. you know whether that's like like i know i did a lot of youtube you know because mm. that made me happy so i was like uploading a lot more than usual just because it made me happy and kept me distracted as well and yeah that's what i would say Did your parents' opinion on each other ever influence the early stages of the relationship? No, my parents really yeah. liked you. So, so did mine. So that was I thankfully we didn't have to like worry about like our parents not liking each other, but not our parents not liking each other. No, our parents not the, liking us. us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um In the initial stages I remember my mom was a little more apprehensive just because she's protective of me and mm. that's how she was with even just like friends and stuff which I appreciate a lot because I would say my mom has a really good um she's a really good judge of character you know so she's always like apprehensive in the initial stages but it wasn't like she didn't like you she was just protective of me but I didn't let that like I for me it was like she'll get to know him and then she'll love him which is what happened so mm. you know okay interesting yeah yeah for me it was pretty yeah it's pretty straightforward yeah i mean it was really easy i honestly. mean i was a treat so his parents loved me <laughs> and still do <laughs> um how do you deal with people telling you how you both are from different cultures and there's an the same person sent another question that kind of ties in which is how do you deal with like relatives telling us not to date anyone from other religions or cultures for me it's personally not relevant like in the sense of family and what not disapproving of you just because yeah. of you I'm Indian yeah that's not relevant uh, it's a lot it's a lot more prevalent in India mm-hmm. like inter-religion dating inter-caste relationships things like that i would say if you're a consenting adult and you have chosen to be in a relationship doesn't i i really don't think 
race or religion or caste or any of that matters it's the it's person true. you fall in love with not like the religion yeah. you know and i feel like if you're a consenting adult and you have fallen in love with someone or you're choosing to be with someone that's all that should matter i know it's a little more difficult in indian families because indian families are so much more involved mm. you know i think it's more about just giving it time and having more conversations and you know yeah yeah i know it's hard because it's not like as relevant for me um it's i think honestly just like you really everyone should respect each other's relationships i don't think it should deter you from being in a relationship just because someone else is from like a different culture yeah. or anything like that i think that connection really or like love doesn't have that barrier yeah it doesn't and it, i think your feelings are honestly all that matters if a per, if you're with a person that makes you happy doesn't matter where they come from yeah you know well i grew up in america i never dated anyone before you mm -hmm. you know you were the first person that and I you were dated. the first like non-indian i dated too. yeah and i i just clicked with you the moment the first yeah. time i spoke with you i knew something and honestly i remember when you and i first started dating you know it like and we connected and we met and started dating like it didn't even honestly it wasn't even that big of a thing in my head of like oh he's from another country he's from another mm. culture he's white or whatever you know like that was never even like a thought right like obviously i was aware of it but it wasn't like something that i was like oh my god yeah you know and i'm honestly so grateful and lucky that i have parents that didn't care about it either yeah like but they didn't have a problem with it which is rare for indian families so i'm mm. grateful for that I know too. It's it's not like that's not existent in mm -hmm. America. Obviously, like there is no, that, yeah, obviously. But, um, it's definitely like becoming a lot less common over yeah. here, for sure. How did you stop being codependent on Shane during your journey? This is more for me. Ooh. <laughs> um, I think I mentioned briefly in the last podcast that for me it was mainly giving it time and being forced in those situations where I had to. get over that feeling of dependency or separation anxiety you know um i think the reason i became so codependent on shane was because in the initial stage of our relationship i went through a really bad time with mental health hmm. and shane was just really there for me and you were very like supportive and because i felt so like alone during that phase The only time I didn't feel lonely alone was when you were there and I could talk to you about how I was feeling yeah. and you were supportive. And so when you started traveling and I was still kind of like not doing good with my mental health, I was like missing that one like support. Support. Yeah. You know? I remember that's kind of how it was um and then And then you you matured past that though. Mm -hmm. You you made an active effort to yeah. and And I think like honestly there was nothing that i did to like grow out of that codependency it was mainly just being forced to feel pain you know and then growing out of it naturally by giving mm. it time you know like because right. i was there was nothing i could do i couldn't just like fly to you and spend thousands of dollars whenever i was feeling lonely yeah you know yeah. you're forced to be alone and by yourself and you kind of really have to push through as painful as it is as it is And I remember it was very painful for me. Yeah. But the more time you give it, the more okay you become being by yourself and honestly that was like one of the best things oh, that could have happened. For sure. That's you know? good. That's good. Are you both okay 
with the other person being in touch with someone they liked previously x or not x i mean yeah i you, think we're okay but we don't really it's not like relevant yeah, because for us. neither of us like like actually in the past before yeah. with your ex boyfriend um i was in touch with him yeah but and, kind of like grew out of that like went on and touch anymore and yeah, he never had then, a problem with it because it's again just about trust yeah i know? trusted i trusted you i didn't even think twice about anything yeah. uh, to be honest i i think it's really depends on how well you know the person and yeah and how much you trust them if you don't trust the person then i think it really you got to you got to address that meaning yeah. like you got to have a lot of conversation and understand them to see if what you're feeling is like valid or not because could be but, yeah um i just know personally i didn't have that kind of fear yeah this question is what advice would you give to boys of this generation about relationships i'm guessing maybe that's more for me yeah <laughs> <laughs> well uh from my limited experience <laughs> I can say I that first girlfriend yeah. now fiance so but I had my fun yeah. before your time yeah. <laughs> okay I can say that um you can do what you want to do meaning like if you want to have fun and what not you do that in a very respectful way mm-hmm. and then if you feel like you want to have a relationship I think that my personal philosophy on it is like I personally think that one of the more helpful ways is to be in a relationship that is like you're sure about it like you just have a connection that's different and the reason why Ali was my first partner is because I just knew something was different well first mm-hmm. time we spoke and it was on FaceTime which is why I feel it was like so that crazy. applies to not just boys to everyone yeah you know yeah so I think that for me, I can only give, uh, share what my experience was. And for me, it was worth holding off on a relationship until it felt right. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't have to think twice with you. It just felt right. And I knew that there was something different and I'm happy that I didn't date anyone else that I had previously met before you. Um, you know, I, I got to like be able to experiment and have some fun and whatnot, but it was not, I got to a point where I didn't want that anymore. And then as soon as I met you, I just, I knew that this was what Mm. I wanted. So I think listening to your heart instead of what society tells you is pretty important because society tells us men a lot of stuff. Like guys are supposed to be a certain way. We're supposed to have like, yeah, yeah. guys don't settle down because guys age like wine and whatnot. Like all this stuff that I had read in books before and I was it's really, I, I think a lot of it is not aligned with reality. Mm-hmm. Like what's in your heart is what's most important. Personally. Yeah. I would also say for a lot of guys in our generation, at least from my experiences, a lot of them don't really respect women. Like they don't respect women from, really? yeah, from my experiences. Mm-hmm. Most of the guys I met when I was younger and stuff, like they think they're superior <laughs> And I would just say, as long as you respect a woman and, you know, it's like a consenting relationship where you're both on the same page, then it works. Hmm. 
Oh, this is a good question. Talk about getting out of the rut of fighting over the same thing over and over again. I feel like we've <laughs> been there before. Well, it's actually kind of what we discussed before. Yeah, like, in our like my, second episode or something. Yeah, my sleep problem, mm-hmm. how I would get cranky. Yeah, I think it's just like what I said there. I'll just share my personal yeah. opinion first, and it's just like. You got to make an active effort and at first maybe it's not an immediate change, Mm -hmm. but like slowly getting awareness and becoming more conscious over the issue, right? You just start getting a little bit more control, a little bit baby steps and maybe it's not perfect, but then eventually you come to a point where you actually do have control over and it's a decision. Like it's a conscious choice. Like, oh, I don't want to do it like this. Yeah. You actually choose like it's not worth this. Yeah. But it's kind of like those baby steps personally. I agree. I think... It's more about like if you're having because I know Shane and I have been there a couple of times where we've like gone through a route or a phase where we've been fighting or arguing about the same thing consistently. Like every time we argued, it would be about the same thing. Yeah. And I feel like the main thing is to actually sit down and listen and talk about how maybe a certain action makes you feel. You know, and try to really understand the other person, like understand both perspectives and Mm. then come to a decision together and then make active efforts. Right. I feel like the first step is to talk about it, Mm. you know, and understand each other's feelings and perspectives. And then the next step would be like actually deciding together what a good solution might be. Yeah. You know, and then the fourth would be like implementing it through both putting in an active effort. That's a good, that's a good point. I think that's definitely uh, true and I probably should have mentioned more that too where it's like when you have those repeating fights, um, it's so easy because obviously we like protect ourselves and we want to think that it's not us but uh, being able to have some like humility Mm -hmm. in the process where you can sit down with the other person maybe it's after you blow up (laughs) which if you can do it. Sometimes that needs to happen. Yeah. Yeah. But if you could come to the point then eventually where you sit down and be like, hey, something needs to change. And then you don't just talk about your feelings, right, which is helpful and that's great. But you also think about, hey, what's what starts this? And you start to look at it as a, like a puzzle to solve. Right? Yeah, like, together. You what know? starts this, right? Because it's both people involved. Mm-hmm. You know, that's usually um, when you people two people are arguing, I mean – Actually, I shouldn't say usually. Sometimes it's the other person, like my yeah. sleep. What am I saying? But ultimately, you got to come up with yeah. a plan to Together. solve it. Yeah. Because yeah. it's both people who have certain needs when it comes to something. And it's important for both of our like, needs to be considered. Yeah. The next question is, how do you keep the spark in your relationship even after staying together for so long? The spark... I mean, I guess you can... Why don't you start, actually? <laughs> Do you not have an answer? I have a couple of things, but I'm curious about what you have uh, I think the spark is dead. Yeah. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think... I don't really know. I think it's, uh, again, like, I just sound like a parrot because I keep saying active effort, but that's all it is, according to me. To like keep things interesting. Like it's easy when you've been in a long relationship to kind of fall into a routine. Yeah. Especially when you live together, you know, it's easy to fall into like a daily routine and then things get very like monotonous. But I think making an active effort to, you know, keep things more interesting, 
keep things more exciting doing something new that maybe you guys have never done before together like mm-hmm. what comes to my mind is recently Shane and I made this little activity jar mm-hmm. in India where we and the reason we did this was also because we were kind of becoming very routine like like yeah. our days were lo- becoming very routine like and I was like, you know what, let's make an activity jar. And once a week, we're going to be like added, I think we added about like 20 or something, 20, 25 activities we both agreed on and like wrote them down in chits and put it in this activity jar. Mm. And once a week, we pick a chit and we do what it says. So it included things like painting, bowling, going for dinner, going to a mall. Right. um, Pottery. Lots of like cool little activities, yeah. whether it's arts, whether it's just like fun little things to do, yeah. you know, cooking at home, even like something Some fun to do that we didn't really, we probably don't always want to do, but it's there and yeah. And just keep yeah. things like it makes us do something new together and helps us bond and it just keeps that like excitement alive. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I think, what about you? Yeah, that's definitely helpful. Uh, personally too, I think that, um, it's helpful two things one is like thinking back to when there was a spark and what was different right because then in that situation you can kind of compare like and see what you feel like you're missing because if the spark's dead it really means like there's something that's like off like there's a piece that you feel is missing yeah and then you can have a conversation um because obviously relationships every relationship goes through ruts yeah and I know that this is something that I had done like when I felt that um, we had been going through that same routine of things mm-hmm. and our relationship was just kind of like it was becoming like we needed repetitive. Yeah, yeah. we needed to refresh that thing. So I remember that's that's one thing that I did is like just thinking about, you know, like what would I like? What do I feel is missing? And then having a real conversation with yeah. the other person about, you know, how you could integrate that. Yeah. And then the other thing is, um, what was the other thing? I think it was something along the lines of, um, if it's, if it's just feeling like the same thing over and over Mm -hmm. with having no spark, then the best thing that you can do is try to do something new. Because what I said is before was like looking into the past almost, you know, and seeing like, what's missing based on Mm -hmm. that experience but the other thing is sometimes you kind of have to refresh yeah what we like to do sometimes is go to a uh a little weekend getaway yeah like we've done a couple we've done a lot of these yeah we've done it a couple of times just to switch up the environment yeah i think that's a big one as well sometimes you just need to be in a different environment and like away from like where you like i feel like at home for example yeah we just have like a daily routine of like you work at this place and at this time we eat and then at this time we go to sleep and stuff but when you're new environment that routine isn't there yeah it's like new yeah, you exactly. You do that. Um, like her and I, me and Alia, we drive like a few hours out of Bombay uh, sometimes and explore the little places like yeah. Shilim and whatnot. We've done that plenty of times. And then um, even just trying new things in, in terms of events and things that maybe you don't know how it's going to turn out. It, like it's a little shaky, but it you know if it shows up if you show up to the event and it's really bad then it's still like, like a fun, fun bonding yeah. experience you can like joke about it. yeah you just joke about like 
the monstrosity that you had to go <laughs> through. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking of a couple <laughs> right now. <laughs> um. Oh, this is a fun question. What are Shane's favorite things about India and what are Alia's favorite things about America? Oh, that's a fun mm. question for sure. We can maybe list like two or three. Yeah. Each. Yeah. You want to go first? Yeah. Well, I like the first thing that I like about India is I like the what I could best describe as the energy of the place. Like mm-hmm. the it feels so uniquely different than anywhere else I've been. And it almost has like a homey feeling mm-hmm. that I hadn't felt anywhere else besides America. But more than that, it feels like just so interesting. Like it's such an interesting place with all of this color. And I mean color in every way. You have like diversity in food, all of the different regions of India, all yeah. the different languages. All of, It's just so much different stuff that's so intriguing. Mm-hmm. And it's thousands and thousands of years old. Yeah. So it's of, like, just culture. so yeah. rich in that way. And I love, I love that. Um, I find it so interesting. I yeah. love to read about India. I, I just find it a fascinating place. So that's definitely uh, yeah. one of the big things that I love about it. That makes me happy. Really? Yeah, it's Why? my home and you love it so much. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And I mean, it's also in that sense, like an adventure for me yeah. too, because yeah. um, it's so foreign to me, but I love it so much. It's not just foreign and boring. But it's foreign and very intriguing. It's interesting also because I feel like when usually when you move across the world, it takes you a little bit to like accustom yourself to another culture or city or country or whatever. Yeah. But I feel like you kind of fit in and got settled really fast. Yeah, I think it's though because I've... You traveled there a couple of times. Well, not just that. I mean, even before that, I've just like been... I haven't been living in one place for yeah. many years before that. And I've kind of been around Asia and stuff yeah. a bit. And it wasn't like, like, oh my gosh, this is my life now. What is going yeah. on? It was just more or less, I was used to that wonder, the, yeah, yeah. the wow factor. But I really have learned to appreciate that mm-hmm. of not feeling necessarily always comfortable about where you are or yeah. being able to converse with people locally. Um, but it's really... It's such a place that to this day, like nowhere else in the world mm-hmm. makes me feel that wonder mm-hmm. and the awe that I get in India. Mm-hmm. I love it. Everything. You could talk about the food and whatnot, but I just mean the place. I just, it always, for some reason, will have this special place in my heart. Yeah. But what about you? I think one thing that comes to mind that you and I were also talking about is I feel like the lifestyle here is a lot easier and a lot more calm like Mm. in india i feel like it's so constant like hustling or like loud and traffic and you know it's a lot of it's a lot of energy i would say like you know it's really high energy i feel like at least while i've been here in this specific place in the u.s it's a lot more calm and peaceful yeah like i remember when you and i came here two weeks ago Oh, because we're in the US right now. When you and I came here two weeks ago, I remember the first day when we were going to sleep and we were like, oh my God, it's so peaceful. I know. I have to get used to like the sound of autos (laughs) honking like incessantly all night. And I feel like that's one thing I really love is how peaceful it is. Another thing I really like is how like 
beautiful it is in terms of the nature and cleanliness it's mm. so clean and it's beautiful and it's green and the sky is amazing and clear i definitely love that a lot and the third thing which is an important thing is how good dogs are treated here <laughs> like how the lives how good like dogs live here like you can yeah. take them anywhere with you yeah. and i if you don't know it yet then you are going to find out i am obsessed with dogs i love my i have a dog and a cat and i love my babies and i just like always think about what a great life they would live here like they could have yeah. backyard the parks they can be off leash you can take them to every place with you dogs have i love life here. yeah i love that as well it's it's good i know i i really appreciate those things too so it's kind of hard to yeah. uh sometimes when i'm in india that's one of the mm -hmm. challenges is seeing like the these sweet animals and whatnot and they just don't have like a proper home and yeah, it's, it's it makes it so much more difficult stuff, having that contrast yeah the next question is thoughts on getting married young that's a pretty big question a lot of people are wondering because i would say we are pretty young compared to maybe other people in our generation yeah get true. Married. you know i'm 22 he's 24 I think I forget you're 24. That's so old for me. <laughs> um, no, I'm an old man. I know, but um, I would say I'll say one thing. When I was younger, I firstly didn't even want to get married. I come from a family with divorced parents, mm -hmm. and I didn't really see a healthy marriage ever growing up. You know, I didn't see like a loving, healthy marriage, and I always was like, I never want this. Like, mm. marriages, like, after seeing my parents' marriage fall apart, I was just like, never want this for me. I just do not want to get married. I will be a spinster, and I will be happy, mm. <laughs> you know? But I feel like things obviously change as you grow up and you meet certain people. And when I met Shane, like, a year into our relationship, I knew I wanted to marry you. And you were the first person that made me feel like I would want to be married. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I feel like age matters to a certain extent. You know, obviously, like if you're getting married at like 17 or 18, maybe it's not the best decision just because I mean, you can honestly, it depends on the maturity, I would say your mental age. I feel like it matters. Yeah, but you know? I think at that age, I think it's really hard to have a good mental maturity. Yeah, I mean, that's my personal bias. I, I'm speaking yeah. from my experience. I yeah. I, like 19 year old brain yeah. could not survive <laughs> yeah exactly from my personal experience if i was 18 and decided to get married i was very immature at that age yeah you know but i also feel like as long as you feel mentally ready you know yeah and obviously finances are a huge part as well you need to have certain things ready and yeah. i feel like the decision that he, Shane and I took when we decided to get engaged, we considered everything, you know, it wasn't just like a spontaneous, like, oh, I want to be married now. And then you were like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> you know, it wasn't like that. Yeah. We talked about whether we're on the same page when it comes to family, whether it comes to our um, beliefs on certain things like kids in the future, oh, you know, right. all of that. Right. We made sure we were on the same page about things like that all of the important stuff for yeah the future. yeah like we also it doesn't mean that there, like we knew everything but there was like like because there's major things where like oh, i don't know where we're gonna live in like two years yeah but uh we, we were just... on the same page on how to go about it yeah you yeah. know and we were open to everything yeah and then we were also on the same page about a lot of like things that you have to consider when you're making such a massive decision of getting married yeah you know we were also 
we discussed financial stuff whether we felt like we would be in a good financial place to even consider it in a lot of things like that i feel like a lot of that is important to consider because it's a huge decision it's not something like oh i want to be married i want to have a wedding yeah. you know it's not just that like marriage is like a lifelong commitment that you're taking and it's important for you and your partner to be on the same page about a lot of things and i feel like shin and i like thoroughly deeply discussed everything before we took that decision yeah. and i feel like that's what matters is the readiness the mental maturity and things like that Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's definitely something that shouldn't be rushed into. Yeah. I think that when both people feel ready, that's what matters. And ready not in the immature sense of like you don't really know what you're getting into, but um a sense of like you've already discussed what mm-hmm. you both want for the future and you're sure that those things like maybe they're not exactly the same, but they're both like in the same direction. Yeah. You feel comfortable knowing that you're both going together as partners yeah. right and there's not some like horrible like opposing belief that both of you have that eventually is just going to not blow work. up yeah right so um i think that there's not really a set number on it i think that there's an age when maturity starts to happen when you can start to have those discussions mm-hmm. um and i think that for us i think it was a little bit on the earlier side because I didn't expect it I, like always before I met you I thought I was going to be getting married well into my 30s yeah because... I didn't even think I would and I was like if I would it would be like lately yeah you know yeah so it was definitely um not something that I had planned ever since I was a kid I wanted it like this yeah um it's just more or less a thing of when you meet someone and you really love them and they love you they have the same feelings and everything just feels so right like the next step of moving forward and getting engaged it doesn't feel like a step it just feels like the next like natural thing yeah and it's exciting but it's not like exciting in the sense where you've overlooked things and mm-hmm. but it's just like it feels right yeah then i think that your heart knows the answer yeah and it's not a and that's why even when Shane and I got engaged and I posted like about it a lot of people like in the video for example that I posted of our engagement people were like she knew like it, it was staged <laughs> you know but it wasn't that i knew it was that i i was expecting it yeah. you know because we had discussed it and but that's like, one thing it i don't understand how it's a thing personally i personally do not understand how it's a thing that these guys just propose out of nowhere without, without like, discussing, ever discussing it. it yeah i mean first the ring such an investment and then not only that but the future like, yeah, like the, it's a commitment that yeah. you're making and, and i not feel only just, like yeah yeah you know, I no i was just going to say that i feel like it's it's something that you both need to be on the same page for it can't be like one person's ready and the other's not you yeah. both need to be ready in every way you know whether that's mentally financially perspectively you yeah. know and that's why a lot of people thought it was staged but i was just like i mean it wasn't i like we were in bali when it happened yeah and um that day i knew it was going to happen you know like that day towards like when it became closer to the proposal mm-hmm. i kind of like picked up on it <laughs> you know and so obviously in the video like when he asked me to turn around especially <laughs> yeah. i was like of course it's going to happen so in the video i wasn't just like oh my god what it's not like one of those crazy things that you see in movies where the person like 
just like jumps off a building and they like <laughs> land in a pile of pillows that says and they're like what you know or like it's just out of nowhere i mean yeah. i honestly like i said how do you take such a big risk a like investing in a, rings are not cheap yeah and then b uh like something such a big decision as will you marry me like i think that's a question that should happen before the proposal yeah you know? like do you could you see this happening? Could you see this happening, like, yeah. in this amount of timeline? Because it's know? almost like, res- I feel like it's a level of respect for the other person, yeah. too, that is... Because I would feel, like, taken aback if out of nowhere uh, someone proposed to me. Same. Never discussed it before. Yeah. You know, like, that's a lot to put on the spot. Yeah. But I think that's the last question. Yeah. I think we'll wrap it up there. But Yeah. Anyways, guys, thanks so much for sending in all of your thoughtful questions. And I hope your questions were answered. Yeah, to the extent that we could. Um, <laughs> and This was more of a relationship Q&A, I guess, because most of the... Actually, all of the questions were relationship-based. Yeah. So maybe we'll title this a relationship Q&A. Yeah. And then maybe next time we can do a different genre of questions. Yeah, we'll know? have to make it clear. I guess maybe some people too out there maybe think that this podcast is just about like relationships because it's opposites attract, but no. it's not. It's just the opposites uh, attract more stands for like us being opposites and bringing our own views to certain topics you yes. know, that might be different from each other. Exactly. But thank you guys for tuning into this episode. We upload every Thursday and Sunday and I hope you guys tune in every time. Yeah. <laughs> See you guys. See you. Bye. Bye.